Hey, y'all. It's the NPR Politics Podcast, and we are back again. Our giant week of political news and daily episodes did not end with the Republican convention in Ohio. Today, Hillary Clinton announced Virginia Senator Tim Kaine will be her running mate. He's the former governor of Virginia as well. He'll be the Democratic nominee for vice president. We're going to talk about that very, very quickly because we love you, Cleveland, but we got to go. I'm Sam Sanders, campaign reporter. I'm Tamara Keith. I cover the White House and the campaign. And so listeners have not heard your beautiful voice all week. We missed you, but that's because you have been on the road following Aww, Hillary I Clinton. You. I have not seen you in forever. I know. But I'll see you next week, well, right? It, you know what? It actually feels like forever, but it hasn't been that long. <laughs> that is true. That is true. It's just forever for you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Yeah, but we'll see you in Philly next week because you're on a bus. Right now, I am on a bus. So why are you on a bus? (laughs) The girl's on the bus. (laughs) So uh, Hillary Clinton uh, had an event today in Tampa, Florida, and now we are headed to the airport where we will fly to Miami, where tomorrow she will appear for the first time together with him as her pick uh, with Tim Kaine in Miami at a rally. You know, so this announcement came via text message, but also there was a tweet, uh, but it came a bit late today. Why is that? Well, it's not entirely clear. The campaign insists that this was their plan all along. Uh, She first today went to Orlando and went to the site of the Pulse nightclub shooting, um, and, and it was a very somber time. Then she came here to Tampa, and she did this big rally. There was all of this suspense about who the VP would be, and she didn't mention it at all, <laughs> but huh. because there was all this suspense, the, the speech, which was a, a rebuttal of Donald Trump and the RNC, um, that speech was carried on, on television and got a, a, a larger audience than it would have otherwise. Yeah. And what we learned just a few minutes ago is that while we were all sitting around wondering what was going on, she was actually calling Tim Kaine on the phone around uh, 7.32 p.m. She called Tim Kaine and told him that he was the pick. Uh, And then after that, she actually made a phone call to President Obama to talk to him about the choice. So we have some tape of that speech from Clinton at her event in Tampa today. It kind of gave us a sense of the contrast that Democrats are going to be going for. Uh, And she talked about the speakers at the just completed GOP convention. Those speakers, including, of course, their nominee, were not talking about the country we know and love. They weren't talking about the work people do every day, the opportunities we try to seize, neighbors helping neighbors. I didn't hear any of that. Instead, I heard about Donald Trump's dark and divisive vision. Last night's speech took it to a whole new level. He offered a lot of fear and anger and resentment, but no solutions about anything that he even talked about. So, Tamara, that is her message. How can Tim Kaine help her deliver that? Tim Kaine is someone who she believes could step in on day one. Uh, He is a former governor. He is a senator. He's a senator who serves on the Foreign Relations and Armed Services Committees. And he was a mayor way before that. He has executive experience as well as this foreign policy experience because of serving on on those 
significant committees in the Senate. You know, he has a really good resume, it seems, but I'm not saying this myself, but some people have said, and Tim Kaine even says himself, (laughs) that he is a little boring. Yes. Um, (laughs) Well, it depends on your definition of boring. Uh, He he is a harmonica enthusiast. Yep. According to his Twitter account. Um, And uh, he also speaks Spanish. Uh, He spent a year as a missionary in Honduras. So he speaks fluent Spanish, which could um, be fun on the trail. It also could um, allow him to speak fluently in in communities among people that Hillary Clinton really needs to vote for her. Yeah. You know, and he also goes to a black church. Yes. Which is really interesting to me. Our colleague Sue Davis had a profile of him recently, and he used to sing in the choir at this church. I I have a friend who for a long time covered politics out of Richmond, Virginia, and he said that Tim Kaine is one of the only white politicians he's ever known who is just completely natural uh, around African-Americans. So how does this choice But But yeah, he's totally... Go ahead. Yeah, sorry. But yeah, he's totally a safe choice. I mean, like when the text came through and it said... It's Tim Kaine. It was sort of like, uh, yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> that and, seemed inevitable yeah. for months. And, 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 you know, that had been the thinking. You know, it seems as if Clinton wanted someone who would not make too much drama, not make too many waves. And she needs someone who has higher favorables than she does. And he has that, right? Among the people who know him. <laughs> yes, <laughs> Which, yes. you know, he is not a, a well-known politician. Now, he does come from the important swing state, sort of swing, not really that swing anymore, state of Virginia. But as our colleague Daniel Kurtzleben has has carefully outlined, there isn't much of a home state advantage. So uh, really what the campaign says is that it came down to their personal chemistry It came down to whether he was someone who, if he came into a room for a meeting, Hillary Clinton would be happy to see him every time. And that's what the case is, apparently. You know, so this news of Clinton's VP pick comes uh, just like Trump's announcement of his VP on the same day that there is news of an apparent terror attack. And that seems to be happening more and more these days. Um, In Munich, a shooting there today killed at least eight people as we're taping this now. And today, Clinton herself, she visited Pulse nightclub in, in Orlando where 50 people were killed. Was it last month? Yeah, it was, it was 49 people, and, and it was only last month, which is amazing because there have yeah, been so yeah. many things since then. Yeah, and so, you know, she spoke to first responders there, met privately with friends and families of the victims. So gun violence is in the air. But should we expect Clinton and the Democrats to talk about terrorism and gun violence as much and in the same way as Trump and the RNC did this past week? Definitely not in the same way. I think that she will will definitely talk about it. I mean, she has she has a night with the mothers of the movement. Many of their children killed in gun violence or violent encounters with police. Uh, But it's in a very different way. Um, The conversation that she had um, in Orlando today, uh, there was discussion of gun control. There was discussion of not dividing people. Uh, There was a a lengthy discussion about how bigotry against gay people is the same as bigotry against Muslim people is the same as bigotry against Hispanic people. And that was sort of the theme, that, that people need to be united, that they need to come together. In her speech in Tampa today, she said the last line was, and remember... Here is what I want you to remember, my last thought for you today. Just remember... Love trumps hate. 
that is the way that they intend to approach this. Less from fear um, and, and less about fear and more about bringing people together. I mean, that's, that's her campaign slogan is stronger together. Yeah. Um, and definitely an element of discussing gun control. Yeah. And I mean, the big question, I guess, is how will folks respond to that message? It is going to be an exercise in contrast, though. You know, Trump yeah. and the um, RNC had lots of police officers and sheriffs and uh, law enforcement folks uh, chanting, you know, all lives matter the whole week. And Clinton is going to have the polar opposite with the mothers of young black men that have been killed by police. It's going to be a striking kind of opposition. I think you're going to hear Black Lives Matter a lot, and you're not going to hear All Lives Matter. I mean, so the big question going into the DNC convention next week is how Bernie supporters and Hillary supporters will come together. Uh, There still are rumblings that there might be some divisions. How does... Tim Kaine help or hurt the effort to unify that party right now? Tim Kaine is not somebody who is going to set progressive hearts aflutter. Tim Kaine has some positions that are a concern to progressive groups. They were very quick to email out saying that they were concerned, especially about his position on the Trans-Pacific Partnership. That's the trade deal that Donald Trump opposes, Bernie Sanders opposes, and that Hillary Clinton last October said that she can't support in its current form. Tim Kaine has supported the TPP in the past. Uh, It looks like his position on that might be possibly shifting. There are some reports that he told Clinton that he also couldn't support it in its current form. We'll see how that shakes out in the coming days. But, But typically, a vice president would adopt the positions of the person at the top of the ticket. Also just want to add that we have a statement now from Donald Trump, and he says that Clinton, quote, doubles down on corruption for the status quo ticket. That's the headline. So we're going to hear a lot more about this and other issues, potential differences between the candidate and her VP. Lots more to come in the coming days. Yeah. All right. We got to go. Tamara is literally on a bus. I have to get myself out of Cleveland. Uh, You will hear from us again in your feed. First thing. I love Cleveland. No, y'all were so nice. I will definitely come back. But, gots to go. Our next episode will be in your feed first thing Tuesday morning from the Democratic National Convention in Philadelphia. Another nice city, I'm sure. So we haven't done a listener mail in a while, but please keep it coming. We read it all. We appreciate all of it. And we love to know that you guys are thinking about us. Also, Chicago Live Show tickets, they're on sale August 19th in Chicago. Go to nprpolitics.eventbrite.com. I'm Sam Sanders, campaign reporter. And I'm Tamara Keith. I cover the White House and the campaign, and i got a plane to catch. Have fun out there. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you all for listening to the NPR Politics Podcast. Mm